comic picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, what's up, Jason Glick? Hey, John. Oh, it's, it's just just the usual. Back with more comics to talk about. And yes, and this time, well, we're talking about lot something. Going back to some things that I've talked about in the past: web comics and Warren Ellis. Because, you know, the long-time readers know that, you know, I just can't can't stop, like, fucking talking about this guy. I mean, it's like... I mean, the thing is, uh, like, you know, for me, for an, for an author to really lodge himself in my mind, he needs, like, some... Like, a long, nice, long, respected um, creator-owned series in order to um, get my attention. So that he can write, write not only, like, great stuff, but then, and then you know, eventually, like, he'll be poached by Marvel and DC to write superhero st- stuff as well. But... Thing is, like a lot of my favorite writers, you know, Ellis, um, Garth Ennis, um, Grant Morrison, Brian Vaughn, um, it's like all of those guys. Um, they've all had um, like nice long creator-owned series, particularly from Vertigo. I mean, it's like with um, you know, with um, Transmetropolitan, Preacher, The Invisibles, um, Why Why the Last Man. I mean, it's like, it's, okay, you can extend that um, definition over to Alan Moore, since he basically wrote the ultimate proto-Vertigo series and with his run on Swamp Thing. And, um, it's like, you know, it's like, with, like, so with these off, with these off, well, they've got that one series that shows that they've, they're just, like, worth following, like, wherever they go. It's like, I will follow them, you know, to the, to the ends of the earth. And the thing is, though, it's like, it's, once you get to that post-Vertigo series, what, what do you do after you've got that def- career defining um, moment what do you do after that well for some seri- for a lot of creators it's kind of like i wouldn't necessarily say the cash in but it's kind of like okay we're going to go out and you know now we start working for the we've um we've um succeeded on our own terms now let's go ahead and start working in the mainstream i mean like a lot of these creators have gone gone to work for marvel and um marvel and dc um in the mainstream stuff like and like garth ennis um wrote i like a defining run on Punisher. Now he's back to doing more creator-owned stuff with um, the boys and his various Avatar projects. Grant Morrison um, has has basically been working almost exclusively in um, mainstream mainstream terms with um, X Men and um, and his various DC projects with Batman, All Star Superman. Even though he has returned to the well for two projects, um, Filth, uh, well three projects, Filth. Um, Sea Guy and um, Joe the Barbarian, which I talked about on Monday, and um, and Ellis, you know, in some ways, like Ellis has been kind of like he's been uh, on some level, like he's been both really prolific and then kind of like not not really there at all because he hasn't because Ellis is like is one creator who hasn't really um like given us like a real solid post you know post Transmetropolitan series. Planetary doesn't count because he was he was running that concurrently with with Transmet. Um, instead, he's been he's been running a lot of like you know, short, su- you know like short run like like short runs on series. He I mean, he, he gave us um, like a year's worth of Ultimate Fantastic Four, which is great. He gave us um, Next Wave, which is like hands down like one of the best Marvel comics of the last decade. Um, um, his run on Thunderbolts, which is also um, like a, a tremendous tremendous run, and um, and he's also but he's also been doing like various some um, like other bits for. Um, for Avatar, like, uh, like with, with Gravel, which you know was had a great first volume, and then kind of like two disappointing second ones. And um, let's see, Ignition City. He's also got um, other stuff like Super God, and um, oh, what was the other one? Oh, Captain Swing, which are coming out soon. And um, he had a great, great bit, great bit of history lesson, great history lesson in Chrissy. 
and but so like he hasn't really like really sat down to um like give us like great like really deep like um like ongoing series since then. He was supposed supposed to be um Doctor Sleepless. That was supposed to be his his um follow Transmetropolitan, but that apparently is just kind of like falling falling off the radar, and he's apparently doing a big one shot to finish that up. Fell. Um, well, apparently it is supposed to be coming back next year, which I'm I'm all I'm all about because like, it's um it's um ultra gritty violent um gory noir is just this is beautiful stuff. The first volume was great. Um, all for um him doing doing more of it. And I'd love to see if we get if we get more than two volumes of that. But really, like I'm going all over the map on this. But his but th- as of right now, his most substantial post transit project has been Freak Angels. Story of twelve strange children who were born at the exact same time in England twenty three years ago. Six years now, six years from six years ago, they they ended the world. This is the story of what happens next. Now, long time readers will know that I put I put the original that I put the series as one of my ten best um a couple of years back because because like I liked what it represented. I mean, here you've got basically it's like you got these strange kids who've got their Got particular, particular psychic powers. Some of they, on one level, they seem to have all the same, like you know, like Akira style, um, like oh, psychic powers. They can just like you know, smack you around with their mind, or they can just like rewrite, it's like and just like rewrite your um inner workings of your brain as well. But um, they also, but all these all these twelve characters also seem to um be like Ellis parceling bits of his um personality off into, it's like off into like um just you know particular characters. Like personality traits, you know, like the one who is going to like explore the boundaries of the mind, like the druggy, the um, the tech, like the tech wizard, the um, and the antisocial, the the crazy antisocial person. I mean, it's it's like I like I like the characters he create, like what he did with the characters, with the characters. But um, the idea is like you're gonna have these these um these twenty three year olds basically rebuilding. Um, society from the ground up, starting in Whitechapel, and there's a lot of interesting stuff at the beginning about how they're going to do, how they're going to do that. Just about setting up, you know, creating solar, creating solar panels from from scratch, um, like fine, um, how like I'm dealing with um people who are, who have been um who are attacking them. How do they respond to that? How do they respond to like um basically um securing things so well that they're basically succeeding themselves to death, in the sense that you know they're basically causing like more, like everything is going so well for them, they're not going to have enough um, infrastructure in order to um, like cope, like cope with everyone. But, um, it's and like I, I was, it was great to see these, to see this kind of thing. Like what, what do you like? How do you rebuild the world after it's ended? I mean, like there's not going to be any zombies run, running around in this case, and it's, they're just going to be you know, just like the various feral packs of humanity, like the people who were, like who weren't. Um, now, the people who weren't as fortunate weren't as fortunate as, as the Freak Angels clan um, to to have all these like psych, these uh these psychic kids looking out for them, and it's like it's re- and that was interesting. It's like and that's that's that was a focus for um for a lot of for the first couple of volumes. Now, uh, with the first volume, basically like gets you in- introduced to most most of the cast with the um with the standouts being um KK the uh. Let's see the uh, girl who, see the antisocial, like the um, let's see the bat girl who likes the foul mouthed girl who likes to sleep with boys, boys from Lambeth. Connor, the sensitive soul, who's basically the uh, like the recorder for the, 
like for the crew, like with for, for, for the crew, um, Arkady, who um, had who had a who had a heroin overdose years ago, and um, not only blew out her mind but also made her the most um, adept at exploiting the Freak Angels package. Um, Kaz, who is um, who used to be black, but thanks to the Freak Angels pa- package, now basically is um, pale, like has pale and albino features, and she's the uh, she's the tech wizard of that. Let's see, Carl, who is the uh, who was the crazy? Let's see, was it Carl or was it Kirk? Who was the uh, was crazy bastard? Oh, no, Carl is the um, is the Watchtower man. Likes to watch out for everyone. Carl Carl is the gardener who is who just likes to wear a tinfoil ha- tinfoil hat in order to keep everyone everyone out of his head. Um, see, Jack is the scavenger. Um, like Circa is the girl who is trying to ex- expand the boundaries of. Of love and relationships, like she likes to fuck with people a lot. Um, then there's Luke, who is the um, who likes to uh, also likes um, like uh, expand, like think about things in his mind, just like like figure out, just, like philosophize a lot, but he's also but he's just like, a real dick at, at heart. And um, and Mickey, who is the uh, who's the group's doctor. I mean, like there, and then there's also Mark. Mark is kind of like the um, oh oh, and Kate. Kate is the is the police. And she really likes Quincy. I mean, really likes Quincy. And um, and then there's um, Mark, who is basically the outcast bastard, who um, basically broke their one cardinal rule, who is you don't um, don't fuck with people in their minds. So when he did, when he did that, they chased him out, and two of them actually tried to kill him and failed. So so the um, so as well, the first two volumes are basically concerned with introducing uh, us to the cast and just showing us like how they're going to go about rebuilding um, England. The around volume three, um, things pick up a bit with um, Mark with with Mark's return, and then and eventually us be, and us finding out just exactly how the how these kids um, went and ru- like um, went and um, and ruined the world, or did they ruin the world? That's a, that's something that comes up towards at the very end. But um, see, the thing with Freak Angels though is that oh, um, I, after reading this this last volume, volume six, there's ultimately kind of like a wide gulf between what I thought the series was going to be be about and also what I wanted it to be about, and ultimately what it wound up being in the end. Because so while I wanted a ser- while I thought the series would be about rebuilding the world from scratch, it ultimately turns out that it's about you know a bunch of kids t- ha- having a bunch of kids taking responsibility for um. Fucking up the world in the first place, and that I think is is, is ultimately less interesting because well it does um, give though the series does give Warren Ellis um, a lot of room to indulge his thoughts about about a reforming society, um, police like um, police like police work, um, ult- and, and ultra violence. Um, it's know, it's ultimately. I don't know, the series feels ultimately too decompressed for its own good. Now, the series is really published as a web as a webcomic. As I understand, it's like about like six like six pages every one one to two weeks, and it just reading it right here, reading it um, as it, as it comes out, it seems like like Warren like either in it's had it'd be interesting to, to find out if he actually this is how we um exact this is exactly how we planned the series to be, or if he just let the the pacing webcomic get away from him, kind of like in the way with the Foglios have, in my opinion, with, with Girl Genius. Because, well, there's a lot... Because while the, um, the six-page 
fidgets at a time approach. Um, does it's like basically you're having like publishing one story beat at the time, but there's no there's not a whole lot of discipline in terms of like you know figuring out how much you're going to uh, like cram and how, how much you need to cram into a certain issue in order to um to make it to make it work. Because like like six volumes is almost this is over um let's see at 128 pages of volume we're looking at like about seven over 700 pages of graphic novel here, and um it's and you know I just can't help but wonder uh, can't help but wonder would would we have got um more would there have been more would we have gotten more story here if all the if all this had been divided up into um 24 discrete 24 issue chunks because it seems like cause a lot of storytelling does feel really really decompressed like it's lots like a lot lots of it's having happens very slowly lots of characters talk talking about talking about stuff lot not really a whole lot of action happening and that's and like I said, it work it works out fine when you've got all these like we're reading it in volume sized chunks but like I said if you if it's all been compressed into like you know like saying if it else had been forced to like um deliver this as like issue link story I can't help but think think or feel that you know that we would have gotten more um story we've gotten more story here i mean like trans metropolitan was 10 volumes at the at, a, at around the same length per volume but um but this i mean it's like it just feels like you know, could a lot of this a lot of stuff in each volume be whittled down to an issue you know i think i think it probably could have um you know maybe an issue or in issue or two, if you just like zoned out a lot of stuff, but to be honest, like a lot of there is a like Ellis is still one of the one of the best writers of dialogue in the business, and I just love like reading a lot of like reading his dialogue. It's, like, there's also a lot of um, um great moments, just when um Luke the bastard gets shot in the head, and then then find, finds out that eventually, oh no, he can't he can't die. It's like so he just basically starts um like going on for pages talking about the things he's realized after being after um being shot in the head. It's it's absolutely hilarious and breathtaking, especially in the way that artist Paul Duffield um, illustrates it. Now, Duffield, as, as I understand, this is probably his first major well, serialized comics comics work because he's been doing a lot of covers for Avatar um, before then, before this. And um, a lot of this, well, the way this is, a lot of the series has been um, set up is that it's it's in like um, like you know four panel like panel grids, like four panel pages. And so you're just basically getting like a like nice little snapshot of the scene for each for each panel. I mean, it with let's see with each I mean, with each page, it's kind of like ow, it's almost like you're like you're watching a like you're watching a movie with the with how with the uh, with the approach for takes an, an, an animated movie at, at that because it's, it's very very cinematic and and it's like it's basically trying to like just create a, like just give us a snapshot snapshot of each scene. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. And I like his, his character. And even though like he's at first, not, it's not really big on straight, straight lines. I think it really, it does work. Uh, it gives you nice, like, it makes, makes the, um, the environments and the character seem more, it's like more animated and, and lively. And, um, and he does, and he does get better as, as work goes on. Things, things solidify and the characters get even more expressive. I mean, like that scene I told you about with Luke doesn't even happen until volume, Volume five. I do wish, in some cases, the um, coloring had been a bit more um, distinct. Like there are some p- parts of it where it just feels kind of muddy and 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 whatnot. But you know, I don't know, guess the the bottom line is that you know, it's like with, without 
um, Ellis's talent for for wit, for characterization, and I know I say this a lot. I say that you know it's like, yeah, it's like I mean, he's like Ellis, I mean, he's he's fun, he's, he's fun to read, but you know it's like, but overall, I mean this, I mean the the end result is kind of like something just he. Like, did he ultimately plan it, plan it out this way, or did he just realize that you know this isn't going to work? I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up now. So, but you know, it's either the, I guess you know, like even if the overall the the destination was kind of was all underwhelming. The um the journey there was at least was at least entertaining. Um, I can't. I mean, that's still like it's it is. Ultimately, kind of a little depressing to me just just think that you know it's like is Warren is Ellis going to just keep doing these um these what these like little mini series these um it's like um on this other these um like um occasional assignments for Marvel like is or it does he actually want is he actually gonna, like um get back get back behind the plow and deliver something like as as deep as deep and epic as Transmetropolitan ever again. Um, Freak Angels, yeah, I was kind of hoping that was going to be his his huge statement, his statement that you know, hey, I'm I'm here for the rest rest of my life, I, I, I'm here and I still matter. I'm like I can just I can deliver stuff, you know, just I I, I can put another trans, like transmit as whenever I want, baby. But ultimately, I don't know. It was kind of like I said, I was I was expecting more from it. I, I didn't get that. Still, it was like I said, it was. It was entertaining, but it was a surface. It was a surface um, kind of entertaining. Hope, say, I hope that he'll um, he'll um, like go back to an ongoing series at some point. I hope that um, maybe we'll, like fell, like he'll deliver that. He'll, he won't just do uh, like you know another um, seven or eight issues of that, and that'll be it. But we'll see. Okay. Is, is yeah. That it? That, that, yeah, that, that that's it. I mean, it's, it's like I will say that you know, it's like I um, one thing. Oh, one other thing though, it's like um, with each volume, um, each volume contains basically the uh, um, the, the the web the um, web comics published um, for, for um, in it and nothing else. So in theory, it's like I'm assuming that the web the web page is still up. You can go over to freakangels.com and read the whole thing. But um, for those of you who like the dead, like like who are like me and like the dead tree. Edition, you're just you're not getting anything more besides Dead Tree Edition with each volume. It would be nice if I actually it wouldn't surprise me if Avatar did decide to do some sort of like omnibus treatment for the series, but there's no there's been no word on that as of yet. So, like I said, it's 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 entertaining, but you know, it's like it's for me for me it was, it was ultimately a little little depressing at the end. Yeah, and now I'm done. And now, and now you're finished. Um, any previews of what's coming up? Oh, I'll think. I'll think of something. If you, if I, I say I doubt that I'll be um, talking about. Um, well, I've ordered the um, see the rest of um, Max Allen Collins' um, Road to Perdition series off Amazon. And if I don't I'll talk about it in two weeks' time, you can bet I'll be writing it up. Um, like on the on the site between then, but. If, but as far as two weeks from now, well, all I can say right now, it might just be as much of a surprise to me as it is to you. <laughs> well, that's the best kind. Man, it's just a surprise. Just you'll have to wait. All yes, right. you will. We'll see you next time. Okay, laters, everyone. All right, talk to you later. Bye.